Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure in the God of every day. And now your host, Will Ratcliffe. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Adventure Life Podcast. I'm Will Ratliff, and I have a really special podcast for you today. I know I keep saying that, but I am really excited to introduce two very special people in my life, my sister, my brother-in-law, Dean and Carrie Dyer. So they are two of the most talented people I know. They're both musicians. They have, they've been professional entertainers at a couple of different live theaters in Texas. They've written a book together called Love at First Fight. But their greatest claim to fame is being related to me, of course. Um, my sister's a published author in addition to the one that she wrote with Carrie. She's written nine other inspirational books, uh, a, a lot of them targeted to women. And they're the parents of my two awesome nephews who are also very creative and talented as well. And they just love encouraging others through their writing, humor, music, and storytelling. So today we're talking about the adventure of marriage. But if you're not married, I would still encourage you to listen. The things we talk about can be applied to any relationship. Plus, we always have a lot of fun together when we talk. And you have to hear their funniest marriage story. They tell two. But I asked them to tell a specific one, what I think is one of the funniest stories they tell, not just marriage stories, but just one of the funniest stories that they tell. And believe me, they have quite a few funny stories. They also have a lot of wisdom to share, and they're two of my favorite people in this world. So without further delay, here's my conversation with Dina and Carrie Dyer. Dina and Carrie Dyer, welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast. I'm glad you guys are here. We're thrilled to be here. Thank you. It's good to chat. Well, I know you guys have um, just a lot of experience in marriage. You guys have been married quite a while and want to talk just about marriage and relationships today. But first, I just want to give you guys or want to give our listeners just a little bit of background and who you are. What what do you do? So if you guys will take turns and let us know who you are, what you do. Okay. Well, I'm Carrie Dyer, as you said, and Dina and I this year will have been married for 26 years. And... We met in a kind of a creative arts performing group that went around to different churches and stuff. It was kind of a, a group that was put together by our denomination to go around and um, encourage churches and college campuses. And we, we traveled around for a couple of years doing that, traveled around the country and fell in love on the road. And so now, after many years of being in you know different things, we were in live entertainment for a while at a, at a couple of theaters. I'm currently a music and worship minister at a church. And then also with all the extra time that I don't have, <laughs> I've gone back to school and I'm uh, working towards a certification in music therapy. So that's kind of my deal. Awesome. Very nice. Yeah. And I am, of course, married to Carrie and we have two sons, Jordan and Jackson. Jordan's 22, almost 23. He moved out last year, but only 45 minutes away. Yay for that. Jackson's uh, 16 going on 30, but uh, he's still at home. And then I write professionally and speak. And this week I actually took on a neat part-time job that I can do here at home for Wheaton's Humanitarian Disaster Institute. So I'm loving that. Yeah, we have a busy, full life. We also have a dog, Sully, that he thinks we work for him. <laughs> well, most good dogs do think they think their owners work for them. Yeah, well, good. Well, um, 
so I know you guys have recently uh, written a book together called Love at First Fight and wanted to talk about that just a little bit to see, you know, how, where did that idea come from? How was it working together? You guys want to give a little bit of background into that? Yes, we will give the good, the bad, and the ugly here. Um, mostly good. I think that title came from a six-word memoir competition on a blog. I think Mary DeMuth had a blog and six-word story, and Carrie wrote that, Love at First Fight. And it just kind of, I think he actually won that competition. But we just kept that in the back of our mind because I had written several books, and we had done a lot of performing together, and we would tell stories from the stage. So we just thought with his humor ability and his storytelling ability and my more serious side of having a lot of experience with devotionals that we, we thought we might try to write a book together about marriage to encourage couples of what we've been through. It was a good experience. I think, I mean, I have to ask Carrie, I, I really enjoyed it and it wasn't, wasn't bad. It was, you know, we had to work a lot of, extra hours after our other jobs. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a little hard trying to coordinate all that, but it was fun. I liked doing it. It felt closer to him after going through all those stories and talking through them and editing. Yeah. Dina really elevated the whole project to a professional level. She's the, she's the real writer in the family. I've always enjoyed writing and I've had some things published in magazines and some little things here and there online. But, um, you know, I've just always felt like whatever I was doing, whether it was music or comedy or writing, I felt like the best way to kind of encapsulate what I enjoy doing, what I'm passionate about is I love being a communicator. I like communicating ideas to people, whether it's in a humorous way or in a serious way. And so, yeah, we just thought this book may be a way to sort of encapsulate a lot of the different stories, lessons, humorous takes on things that we had gleaned from marriage by that point. Mistakes. Cause we had mistakes. Yeah. Right. You know, just thought maybe we could help, help others. And we had read marriage books that had been very serious, which marriage is serious course in a lot of ways but we thought maybe we can do something unique in having something that still has some devotional meat on the bones if you will but that is sort of couched in a light-hearted humorous take like ain't life funny kind of kind of angle on it so that's what we tried to do yeah and i really like the way that you guys wrote where you get you know you get both perspectives you get your perspective carry and you get you, mm-hmm. know, you get your perspective sometimes i think they're in the same chapter sometimes they're in d- different chapters or different readings i guess and so yeah, that's really neat. And I, I do have to admit that you are both very talented. Uh, I know yes. that from, from per, per personal experience, not only not only writing, but singing and just music and things like that. So, and Carrie, that's, yeah. I said yes is because he tends to be way too humble and he always is sweet about, you know, encouraging me, but he's very talented. Oh, thanks. Well, and I know that uh, contest, it's not the first one you've won. Because I know, didn't you, you won like a jingle contest for, yes. what was, what oh, was my word. remind me of what that was. And you won a guitar, yeah. actually. That was pretty, that's pretty I cool. know, man, you're dusting off my brain right now. I hadn't thought about that in a while. Yeah. You know, we live in Texas. And so the, the Department of Transportation, of all things, had a jingle contest that I don't even remember how I got wind of it through an email or a, something came across my inbox and they were looking for jingles for their campaign of put Texas in your corner. It was encouraging people to get their cars registered and put the little sticker in the corner of their windshield. So that was their their thing. Put Texas in your corner. So, yeah, I wrote some silly jingle and got a friend to help me record it. And with I think with two or three other people in the campaign, I won the darn thing. And it was on some 
a bunch of radio stuff all over town. That that was kind of, it was just so random and everything. I was like, well, your life is random, honey. But yeah, we just I could verify kinda, that too. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'll take a swing at just kind of whatever. Forgot. The most important part of our story is that Will is my brother and your brother-in-law. Well, hello. Well, I, that's yeah, our that's our claim to fame. That's the true claim to fame right there. I know. That's how yeah. we got this gig. Yeah, I've got like dozens of listeners listening to this right now. So, <laughs> well, you know, you maybe were le- about- maybe less. <laughs> you were asking about the process of writing. It was really kind of a divide and conquer. I mean, we would obviously meet about topics and the, the devotional title and maybe the scripture verse that we were going to base that certain devotional off of. But then I would write something like you said, I would write my perspective. She would write hers and we kind of put it together. So that was kind of neat to read each other's take on it because we had obviously lived through these stories, but we had not really read each other's specific perspective or take on it. So the, it was interesting. The book, it's it was a, a, a co-author project, but we really divided and conquered. And then, and then, you know, Dina put a lot of it together and edited and stuff like that. But that was what was interesting is, is it's not like we had to block off two hours a day to get together at our computer and write together. It was really, okay, you do this and you do that and we'll meet back kind of thing. That was our process, really. Yeah. So for each of you, what... And I know, Dina, you've written a number of books. And so how how is this different than some of the other projects that you've worked on? Well, it was different because I also was, we were digging pretty deep on the marriage stuff. So I'm glad that we wrote it 20 years in. Other things I've written by myself and I haven't, you know, had to, some of the stuff I've written, I haven't had to go back into 20 years before. But what what was neat about that process is that I was able to kind of look at our marriage through a perspective of 20 years and see God's hand throughout. So there were some hard things in that, um, getting real vulnerable. And we talked about depression or, you know, the times that we went through big trials, financial struggles, that kind of thing. But um, I liked it because I felt like I got to hear Carrie's heart through all that too in a new way. Now I will say it was kind of awkward in some instances because when we got through with the book and I told him, you know, it's due in a couple of days. We have to go back and read everything, make sure it's what we want to say and all that. He's like, what? I have to read it? The like, whole yeah. book? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, everything? I'm the, I'm the hyper squirrel in our family. I've gotten better being around Dina. I read more than I used to, but it's funny that I wrote the better part of a book when I, and not one that usually sits down and reads for two hours like Dina, you know, it's like, we've got to read the whole book in two days. She's like, yeah, Carrie, that's what you do when you write a book. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Well, yeah. you know, the whole, I, 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 go ahead, Carrie. Well, I was just going to say, I agree with Dina about writing about some of these things. It was, I mean, not to, not to over deepen the experience. We were, it was a project that we were working on, but it was healing in a, in a aspect to go back and look at some of these things and see what we had been through and how we were still standing and God had brought us through it. And I agree with Dina, 20 years in, it's easier to write about your mistakes and, and struggles. You know what I mean? Like if, if it was too fresh, it would have been more like picking off scabs. And, but at, at the point of 20 years in, you could kind of see, okay, God healed it over. There's a scar there, but but we're stronger because of it, you know? So it was, it was easier to write it at that point in the marriage than it would have been 10 years in or whatever, you know? Right. 
Yeah, that's a great actually segue into my next question for you guys. So I know, or I don't know how much you're familiar with the podcast, but you know, the whole premise is how God just continually invites us into this daily adventure of life and, you know, our spirituality and things like that. And marriage is definitely adventure. I know I've been married over 20 years. And yeah. so how, how do you feel like that relates? How, how do you guys, how have you guys seen that adventure side of, the, of marriage over 26 years in your own? Well, I guess I compare it to mountains and valleys. God takes us through a lot of those in marriage. So we'll have really high years and really low years. Last year, <clears throat> excuse me, was a low year for us. We had a lot of loss, as many people did. In fact, as you know, we lost my dad, our dad, um, on Thanksgiving and then lost Carrie's dad 12 days later. It was it was just a really hard year. But then there, there's been years where it is that mountaintop adventure. So I think I think the adventure of marriage is that you never know what's coming. You, ne- you never know how God's going to deepen your relationship, how he's going to challenge your relationship. But what's beautiful about it is that if you are both believers, he also draws you closer to him when you get closer to each other, if you choose to do that. A lot of times, you know, we made the choice kind of to go our own way or to not come together in struggles. And that made it difficult. And that was, those are the times we regret that we didn't draw closer to him and each other. Yeah, I think, and that's something that's it's so important to remember is that whether it is the mountaintop or the valley, like Dean is talking about, it can make you stronger. I, I think that's one of the things that is such a close bond between the two of us and between any marriage that's, that's made it for that long, like, like you and Julie. Well, um, you look back over the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you you realize that it strengthened you. You made it through it together. Just it, it, it has a way of bringing you together. You know, when, whenever you experience something, even a stranger, you hear about these people that experience some kind of traumatic situation together, and then they're they're bonded for life in some way. I think you multiply that times all those years of marriage of all the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that they're still by your side and they're you know still loving you and are, are loyal and faithful. It, it just strengthens the bond. Uh, more and more. And one of the reasons is I think when we go through something difficult together as young newlyweds, we tended to isolate from each other and deal with it separately with the coping tools that we had from before we were married. And then as we grew in our marriage, we came together in those difficult times and tried to process things together and help each other and lean on each other. And that was really a key to, I think, to some of the growth and we're still learning, but yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think caused that transition, Carrie? Cause I, you know, you were, as you were saying that, I was like, I was just thinking about our marriage and it seems yeah. like that was, you know, some similar things in that is you kind of Gosh, it's, cope with these things individually. And then I think yeah. as time progresses then yeah, you do want to lean on, lean on each other and learn to lean on each other. And so, well, one of them is just practical just, just time. I think the more years you log together, it goes from being me and her to us and, and it becomes, you know, you figure out how to, to live your life with that person as opposed to separate from, if that makes sense. Some of it's just just over time. And then the other one sounds so cliche, but communication. I mean, Dina had and I had talks about this very thing, you know, from because of some ways that she had dealt with some different things in her past. If we and I'm talking newlywed, like three years or less, if, if things got heightened in our discussion, let's say, or we're basically we were arguing, um, if it got to a certain level, Dina, if I could speak for you, honey, would, would kind of shut down. Um, 
And so we had to be honest about that. I had to let her know how that made me feel. And she needed to tell me why she was kind of shutting down and, and separating because of some fear and trust things from her past. And so, yeah, I think just being open and communicating the way we felt about it is what helped. Dina, but I, I have been speaking for you. Tell, tell your part of that. I think a lot of prayer and a lot of grace too. Yeah. I think there's something in marriage supernatural when you bring the Lord in because you, you can't do this on your own. You can't be, you know, devoted to one person for your whole life on your own. I mean, I know people do it, but I wouldn't want to without the Lord. And so I do think that that, that grace and that supernatural um, oneness that he brings makes a difference for sure. Thank you guys. And so, Dina, I have the I have a question for you. What What's it like to be married to the second best husband in the world? <laughs> he is pretty awesome, I'll tell you. Please, just, he makes it fun. No, we have a good sense of humor. A little little context for those who are listening. Carrie and I do this thing. We call it one up boy, where we we always have to one up each other when we when we get together. So that was just a little was a little dig about uh, there. But you, Will, I thought of you two days ago because I was I was doing a deep dive in YouTube with some comedy clips of Brian Regan, my favorite stand-up comedian. Yeah, I like him and too. He has an old bit about that, about top of that. He's like, never never tell a two wisdom teeth story because if you got two wisdom teeth taken out, then the four wisdom teeth people are gonna parachute in and discount <laughs> your story. And he was talking about how we play top that in social settings and stuff. Yeah, but I know you guys like to laugh. And you know, I mean, one of the other things that's really some of which it's kind of scary in some ways about uh dina my sister and my wife julie is that they always <laughs> they always tend to miss say cliches and things like that and carrie and i we, we give them a pretty pretty hard time about oh, about yeah. those things but um I know, hard time? yeah really very extreme <laughs> <laughs> but i know you guys love to laugh and how do you feel like humor and just having that sense of humor really plays a role in in staying married Oh, I definitely think it is a release valve for tension. You know, the, even the Bible talks about humor as being like medicine. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it really is. It's like you can be going through a very hard time. And like this last year, I really craved humor when we were going through all that struggle and, and illness and different things we went through. So I think it's it's a healing thing that God gives us. I mean, studies have shown if you laugh, you hurt less. And yeah, I think it's important if you can't laugh together, I think it'd be pretty, pretty miserable. And I know that that's one of the first things that I drew that drew Carrie to me was he had such a good sense of humor when we first met and, but he didn't ever do it in a mean way. He, it wasn't humor um, against somebody else tearing them down. And if he does tease me, it's always good hearted. It's just, it's more like a little brother pulling or little, you know, Little kid pulling my pigtails. I'm I'm even remembering times when we were laughing through tears. Like it's not always just like, hey, let's joke around. I mean, there's a place for that. We do rib each other a lot. But um, like even in difficult times, you know, Dina alluded to the fact that over the holidays we both had just really massive losses in our life within just a couple of weeks of each other. And there'd be sometimes we would both be sitting there hugging or kind of in tears and not laughing at the situation, which was very serious, but almost like, oh my gosh, can you believe we're going through this? It was, it was interesting when Dina said a release valve. Sometimes we would laugh. It was like the way that crying can make you feel cleansed. We would do cleansing laughter sometimes, I think, just to kind of, oh my gosh, can you believe we're going through this? And it was just like, 
you know, it wasn't funny, like hokey funny, but it was just like bringing a lightheartedness to it can sometimes, you know, take a little bit of the sting and the, the heaviness out of a situation. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So what's been one of the funniest moments as a couple that you guys can remember? And I know one, I know one story that I'm really hoping it's the story. <laughs> oh my gosh. And if Which it's one? not, I'm going to ask you about it. Oh no, it's probably on me. Pressure. Um, gosh, there's a lot of moments. I mean, the one that pops into my head right now, I don't even know if you know this and will, so it's probably not the one you're thinking of, but I can tell that one too, if you want. Um, it's funny because if, if you met us, like I said a minute ago, I'm kind of the happy, friendly puppy dog bouncing off the walls guy. And Dina is more reserved, but Dina also has this flair to her. Well, she'll, I think she gets it from her, her late grandmother or something. She has this eclectic flair. Well, she'll just do something on a whim sometimes. Like, you know, it wasn't early in our marriage. It wasn't uncommon for me to come home and like some things to be rearranged around the house, like some couch or something or some pictures of the wall and be like, well, okay, you know, whatever. Um, she's nesting. That's fine. But one time I came home and she had gotten inspired in a moment of, I don't know what to call it, fill in the blank and took a Sharpie marker to the wall and just started writing some inspiring quotes on the wall, which, you know, that was a thing then where you get like these, either a stencil or some kind of vinyl sticker and put like a quote on the wall. But Dina just thought, I guess, in a moment of inspiration that she could just freehand it with a Sharpie marker and it would look good. I remember that. I remember the house you guys lived in. (laughs) We walked through the door and it was right there in the entry. Just replay me walking in and simultaneously, you know, I'm not like a jump up and down and yell person. It just took me back and I was like, Hey hon, is everything okay? Uh, (laughs) There's a bunch of writing on the wall and (laughs) and it was just literally there was writing on. (laughs) If you just, if, if anybody listening could know how much that just sums up this cute flair that Dina has about her to sometimes innocently do something that's so extreme like that. It's just, it's funny. I think my daughter got some of that. <laughs> She's cool. Love her. She is cool. I love her too. All right. Well, that's not the story I was thinking about. About I was thinking about the minivan story when you guys lived in Fredericksburg. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's the funny. So maybe we should tag team this one. Yeah. So we had a minivan for a while and it was just an old by this time, we lived in Fredericksburg. We had toddlers. Yes. It's just a messy life. We It was a really well-loved, well-used van by this point. And I think you're talking about the time we discovered something. Okay. So I was driving the van. Carrie had a truck. And I started hearing noises. Scratching around. Scratching around. I could tell there was something in that van, like in the engine. There was a critter of some sort. And he didn't believe me. I mean, like, I went so far as to stop driving the thing because I was scared something was going to come out and, like, bite me while I was driving. I, I remember the boys' school wasn't far, and I took a wagon and and, and pulled them to school because I was not going <laughs> to get in that van. He wouldn't believe me. So I come home. Dina's like, there is a rat in the van. And I was like, okay, honey. You know, I was doing the bless your heart thing. Like, right. yeah, there's a rat in the van. Sure, there like, is. Like, I didn't know what. I didn't know what was going on, but I, I was like, okay. But um, so one day I go out. It was a Kia Sedona minivan. I remember it maroon color like it was yesterday. I opened that sliding door to the back, and there was a rat just sitting there looking at me. And, I mean, he looked like a 
It was like a New York sewer rat. This yeah, wasn't it was a small. It was big. Creature. It was like a cartoon big in Texas. Of a, yes, yeah. there was a cartoon of a rat in our van. I mean, it was just crazy. And I was like, okay. And then what he had been doing, like I said, we were messy and had toddlers and everything. We were just doing good to keep our kids fed and clothed at that point in our lives, you know. And so um, there was so much like popcorn and goldfish crackers and everything on the on the floorboard of our van by that point that he just had a smorgasbord. It was like, I, I tell people it was like Templeton, the rat in Charlotte's web where he goes to the carnival and just like stuffs his gut. The rat was like, this is such a great gig. You know, they living, living it up, living large. And I don't know how he got in there. I, I'm, I'm not a good mechanical car person anyway, but I'm assuming that there's some way that you can get from the outside to the inside of a van. Yeah. Well, then Carrie tried to get rid of it by putting like a card table leaning up against <laughs> yes. with the door open, like the vat, like the rat was going to come down, like it was a cruise, you know, come down <laughs> out of the van. So maybe if they had a good way to get out, I tried a rat trap, which the big irony on this, y'all, is my dad, my late father, owned an exterminating company, so he specialized in critters. So I called dad. Well, I got a big rat trap, which is the like a mouse trap, but it's about the size of a half sheet of notebook paper. It's a big trap. And I put some that stuff on it. Work. That didn't work. So anyway, well, here's the rest of the story. If it hadn't gone on long enough already, I'm mowing the yard a week or two later as we're just kind of getting in the van and going about our lives going, I guess there's, you know, we're going to have to coexist with this thing. Cause every time we would get in the van and start it up, he would run off into some spot, I guess, where we could never find him. So anyway, I was mowing the yard and I just, there, there's my sound effect. I, I hit something. And I backed up the mower, and sure enough, there was a matted animal. I mean, it was it was either you know a, a furry animal or a, an old towel with a tail. It was something. <laughs> was, but I could tell that the rat had already been dead when I hit it. In other words, I didn't. It wasn't a fresh kill. Oh gosh, this is getting gross. So he asked me to come out and identify it, like we were on CSI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this the rat? Is this the rat that was in it your van? It was the rat. I could tell. So then I looked in the car the next day or two, and in the cup holder, Dina had left some of her medicine. Dina has some thyroid issues, so she's got two or three different capsules she takes a day. And I don't remember if she had brought some with her because we were going to go out to eat and she wanted to take it with food. But there were a couple of capsules in the cup holder that had been pulled apart and nibbled on. So at the end of the day, we're pretty sure the rat OD'd on Dina's thyroid medicine. <laughs> so not only was he a foodie, he was a druggie too. This yeah, rat. Talk about adventure life. We have had a lot of adventures. Oh yeah, it's guys one of those have. stories where if you wrote it into a sitcom, they would say, that's too far-fetched. That wouldn't happen to real people, you know. So with all this, all the adventures that you guys have had, what, what's some sage words of wisdom that you have for maybe couples either getting married, newly married? I believe that you can get closer as the years go by if you'll talk about everything. And that can be hard for especially us introverts. But I just, I had the best parenting advice one time, and I think it goes for marriage too. Um, a lady that was a pastor's wife with three incredible grown daughters told me when I asked her how they did it, she said, we just talk about everything all the time. There's no subject that we don't talk about and mention and, and you know, everything is, is fair game. So I think communication, keeping those lines open and then lots and lots of prayer. Even if your spouse is not a believer, I do believe prayer changes things. Prayer does miracles because God works through prayer. 
And I think a big one, I agree with all that, Dina. And I, I think another big one is learning how to argue and disagree. You know, if you're going to be living with somebody that much, God knew that there would be things come up that you would disagree about and argue about and fight about. So it stands to reason there has to be a way to do that in a godly way. So it's interesting. We say love at first fight. I, is there a way that I can still express love to Dina when I'm disagreeing with her? Because these knockdown drag outs that where you get belittling and you're trying to one up each other, that is so damaging. I mean, you can carry that into stuff for years. I, I know there's probably some things that maybe earlier in our marriage that I said to Dina that she may still have locked away somewhere that I said in a hurtful way. And I'm so I, I would just say to be so careful when I'm disagreeing or arguing with Dina, I just try to think, first of all, am I really listening to her? Am I not just trying to get my point across, but am I really listening to what she's saying and listening to her heart behind what she's saying? Because I know her. I know her enough to do that. Um, secondly, am I honoring her? I mean, I think that's part of the marriage vow that we're going to honor each other. If I'm belittling her and, and she's feeling less than in the midst of a disagreement that I'm not honoring her. Um, so yeah. And I think what Dina said before about, you know, make room for the supernatural in your marriage. Is there something that we need to pray about together? So, uh, you know, I just, and again, man, we're still learning at 26, almost 26 years in, but, um, I think people sometimes in marriage just argue and fight the way that they've seen modeled for them growing up, or they just, their feelings are so close to the service, they just bubble over. But I think you have to really be mindful and intentional in the way you disagree and, 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 you know, try to find, find middle ground about stuff. I think that's where the, a lot of the successful marriages won or lost right there. Yeah. And let me just add that a good counselor is worth his or her weight in gold. Mm -hmm. Like a good biblical counselor that can help you through all those things, help you with communication, help you work through your past wounds, all of that. I just highly recommend yeah. that. Dean and I have both been to counseling together and separately. And it's been so helpful. I'm so glad that I think our generation and younger is finally is finally over the stigma about that going to a counselor is, is some kind of weakness or thing. I think that was a generational thing. Like, it's that thing you don't talk about, you know, mental and emotional health. Right. But man, we are, if we're having a, a catch in something in our spirits or in our personalities or in how we're getting along with each other or something or going through a, a hard time, uh, we have called in professional help more than a couple times, you know? Right. Yeah. I think that's important too. And I, I hope, and I think you're right, Carrie, but also hope and pray that, you know, younger generations don't see that as much of a, a stigma as mm -hmm. generations mm -hmm. be before have for sure. So I know you guys talked a little about knowing how to fight and I want to ask what, and I'll, I'll let you define best in this, in this <laughs> scenario, but what, what is your best fight story? You wrote a book called love at first fight. You don't have to be the first one, but Give me, your, give me your best fight story. The listeners want to know, or at least I do. <laughs> I, I know one. The wedding? Yeah. No. Well, okay, cause we had, one. we had a pretty good one on our wedding. Leaving day. the wedding. We did have. Oh, two. You could, you could share a couple. That's okay. 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 You, you tell the one. Okay. You're so the, the one leaving our wedding, it was, it wasn't a knockdown drag out fight, but Carrie wasn't he, well, let me just say this. During the wedding and the reception, the, the groomsmen um, all got together, and as they do, they decorated our car and put things behind it that we would drag, you know, as we're driving away from 
Dumas to Amarillo where our hotel was for the night, put shaving cream all over it, put balloons inside. Well, you know, we'd been dating for a year and a half by this point and spent every day together because we were in a music group and I'm ready to like hit the road. I want to get the honeymoon started. We've done all the wedding stuff, all the planning. And Carrie, he was a little OCD. Can I say that at that yeah. point? Um, yeah. I'm sure you're all over it now, but um, <laughs> he wanted to stop and clean off the car at the car wash. And so I was a little irritated by that. And he's like, I'll do it real fast. I'll do it real fast. Well, he started a detail on the darn thing. <laughs> and I'm like, can we get this show on the road? Like, I'm ready. Let's passionate. I've done passion and purity a long time. Can we? <laughs> yeah. Maybe subconsciously I was nervous. Get in the car, Carrie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we made up. It was fine. I mean, we, it was a little tense for a few minutes, but we had that drive to Amarillo to get over it. But I tell you, as we've gone and spoken at churches, sometimes the story that I tell that gets the most groans and, you know, a minute ago when I was talking about Dina taking the Sharpie to the wall, I, I know that painted her in a dim light and kind of a funny light. This one puts a spotlight on my boneheadedness. But again, this was just a week or two into our marriage. We had this little apartment, one bedroom, tiny kitchen where you could stand in one spot and cook the whole meal. You know, we were living on love and macaroni and hot dogs. I mean, you know, it was it was just that that thing of the young married broke couple, you know. And so... Tina brought home, she had gone to the grocery store and she was kind of setting up house, you know, and she brought the first big load of groceries home. And so she just starts kind of just, in my opinion, she didn't do this probably really, but in my, in my, from my viewpoint, she just started kind of dumping things into the refrigerator, just kind of willy nilly. Well, this goes back to my OCD-ness. I was going to say, I, here comes the OCD again. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not been a diagnosis and I think I've gotten better, but at this time, I think I was, that was still in full play. Well, you know, I was like, Mr. Um, you put the eggs in the egg thing and you put the meat in the meat drawer and you put the vegetables in the crisper because that's why all that stuff's labeled, you know. So she just started dumping all this stuff in the fridge. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I'm really going to help Nina right now with this little pearl of wisdom. This is going to be so, so beautiful. I thought I was. I can see so something here's, coming. <laughs> here's the way I chose to tell her. I, I'm going to anybody that's listening to this. I'm getting ready to hear the groans, you know, through my speaker. Um, I said, honey. Thank you so much for getting our groceries. But there's this system that my mom used uh -oh. <laughs> with how she put things in the refrigerator. And yeah, I don't remember anything after that. I don't know what happened. You blacked just, out. Was blackout. <laughs> there was a frying pan against the head. I don't know what happened there. But Something. yeah. But, I st but again, and I have a wonderful, loving mother that Dina loves too. But, yeah. you know, one or two weeks into a, to an insecure not couple's marriage, me doing a, a mom comparison was not... Uh, healthy thing to say yeah but you did you did live to tell about it i did yeah. <laughs> well yeah well, what what uh, any other pearls of wisdom you guys have for for those listening on your relationship or marriage or i i really don't like it when people tell married couples or, or actually engaged couples and people about to have their first child oh your life is over or just you know getting ready to put on the old ball and chain and that kind of stuff. Right. I want to encourage people that I think marriage is a gift. It's not easy, but I always tell engaged couples or dating couples that are looking to be engaged. You know, you have a, you do have a grand adventure in front of you. God is, is faithful and he's faithful to use our mistakes and our frailties in our quirks in our personalities. And, and he fills in all those gaps 
and he can make it a beautiful thing. So whether you're about to have kids, yes, you won't sleep as much, but it's going to be also probably to me, the hardest things in life that I've had the most struggle with, whether it's trying to get a book published or getting, you know, having a marriage that glorifies God and that we get closer through the years or having kids and raising them. All of those things, they're harder than I thought they would be. And they're better than I thought they would be. I try to do that too, Dina. I figure people that are getting married or that are getting ready to enter into that adventure, they hear enough of the Debbie Downer stories. So I try to always make a point to go, oh my gosh, congratulations. Marriage is one of the best things I've ever done. It's going to be so exciting. Not to make it seem like, you know, I'm, I'm pie in the sky, but I'm like, I know they hear enough of the negative stuff and the, oh boy, signing your life away. And so I try to balance that with something positive and say, man, let's encourage young couples. They have a hard enough time making it, you know, the statistics and all. The other thing I would say, and everybody says this, but really be intentional about continuing to date and spend time, just the two of you, especially when the kids come along, it can be so easy to just phone it in on the marriage part, but you're going to be so much better parents. If you're, if you're strengthening your marriage and strengthening the, the, the romantic part of your love as a couple, it's been hard during pandemic too, you know, but have to get more intentional about doing home dates or, you know, just getting a little more creative with, with how you spend time together. But, um, for some reason, Dean and I have all, I think always it's felt pretty natural to, to um, prioritize time together, not at the expense of our kids. Like I said, we still spend time with them too, but um, just to never put the relationship, the couple part of your marriage on the back burner, even as your family grows, you know? Yeah. Man, you guys are like teeing up the questions so nicely for me today. So I really <laughs> appreciate that. And I was going to, yeah. I was going to ask you something about the pandemic, how much, you know, about some, some words of advice for, you know, married couples during the pandemic. I know it's been tough, whether you're in quarantine, isolation, or just, you know, how, whatever it is, any, any words of wisdom for people to, and marriages to survive the pandemic while it continues? Well, <laughs> this is funny because I just talked about spending time together. I think it's equally important to spend time apart. And let me unpack that a little. Yeah. Dina is by nature. <laughs> yes, an please do, Carrie. <laughs> Dina's an introvert, which I've just learned. It's not just like, oh, extroverts are the fun ones and introverts are the fuddy duddies. And, you know, that, that I think that used to be my mindset a long time ago when I was still a little dumber than I am now. But basically, it just means how you get energy and fuel. You know, Dina as an introvert gets energy and fuel and resets, reboots the computer, so to speak, by being alone with her thoughts. I get energy and reboot and refuel by being around people. That That's the simple difference between the two of us. So during the pandemic, when we have naturally been together so much more than even normal, you know, when you're quarantining, you're just, it's a 24 seven thing. I need to know that, okay, sometimes Dina needs to go to the bedroom and close the door, you know, whether it's just with her Bible or her thoughts or her Netflix account and be alone and not take that personally that, Hey, I want to get away from you, but give her that time and not, you know, just feel like I have to always be up in her, up in her face and everything. So, yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's important. I also think it's important to check in with each other. Had a friend tell me as we started to go through this season of loss with our dad, just be sure that you're checking in together. Like, how are you doing today? And she would tell me that her husband would say, I don't feel good today. Cause they went through a really big season of loss, each of them separately and together. And she'd say physically or emotionally. And 
So that helped me because we'll do that. We'll check in with each other. You know, if someone, one of us, we can tell the other one's down. Like, are you, what's going on today? Do you want to talk about it? Do you need space? Are you, you know, are you hurting physically? I have some chronic pain. He'll ask me that. Or is it more of an emotional thing? So just keep in touch. Yeah, I think it's that's easy a, to get in your separate corners. You know? Yeah, I think that's a great, great word of advice because, I mean, Julie's really good about doing that for me because just in our loss, you know, losing our dad, Dina, and just different things. So she's really good about that. I, I need to be better about that. So, Gary, were you going to say something else? Um, yeah, I was just going to say, and, you know, it's so funny, the cliche, the joke about mind reading and marriage. Like, I can't read your mind that stuff. But we just kind of have gotten to where, and maybe it's just the comfort around each other after all these years. We just cut right to the chase. If, if Dina's having an off day, I'll just be, honey, what do you need? You need me to leave you alone? And I know if she says, yeah, I need you to leave me alone. That's not a personal thing. She right. really needs to be left alone or let's grab, you want to grab a cup of coffee and sit on the couch and, and, and talk a little bit and then let her talk and don't <laughs> feel like I have to go into man mode and try to fix everything, but right. just let her talk and let her cry and let her do what she needs to do. So I think, again, it goes back to communication being key. Instead of just trying to figure each other out on some kind of mind reading level, just ask each other what, what you need right then and be, and be honest and don't, and don't take it personally. If the, if the answer is I need to be by myself right now, right. you know? Yeah. And I think that's a good, good place to, to wrap it up. I sure appreciate you guys coming on and being with me today and, uh, love to have you back anytime. Oh man, this has been great. It's easy to talk to you. I hate that we live so far apart. I wish we were just like hanging right now. We'll have to I do know. that again soon. Yeah, I know me too, but even if you were here, we couldn't hang because we are, <laughs> we're right. in the, we're in the queue right now. That's what I'm calling the quarantine. So this is W coming to you from the queue. <laughs> That's my new, my, my new tagline. You like it? I love it. it still needs I love work. It. Well, well, thanks for, again for having us. Thanks on. for letting us hang and chat with you, Will. We yeah. I'd love, love to have you back anytime. Maybe next time we can hear a little bit of that, that music talent or talk about parenting <laughs> yeah. or something. So I know you guys have a lot sure. of wisdom to share. Oh, I don't know. You know, it's funny. Jackson is just a year or two away from college. And we've talked about since the first book came out, we've said, I wonder if there's another book in us about parenting. So we've already got a, a working title for that one. If that ever happens. You know? Okay. Can you share or no? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to call it happily, happily Ever Laughter. Nice. You know, while, while we're on puns, we, we did a uh, we did. I know we're wrapping up, but we, we did a, a show like a theatrical show called happily ever laughter where we talked about marriage and parenting and with music and funny stories and stuff, kind of like we've been doing with you. Um, so yeah, we thought happily ever laughter might be a good name for a lighthearted devotional book about parenting. So we'll see maybe someday. Nice. Sounds good. <laughs> well, I'd read it and not just because I'm related to you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a good day and we'll Thank talk you, soon. All right. Bye-bye. So marriage is definitely an adventure. I've been married for over 20 years, and my wife and I continue to work and grow together as we pursue what we feel like is Father's best intention for us and our relationship. And it's definitely not always easy. It's been a bit more challenging during the pandemic, especially with having two teenagers in the house, but I've also found the extra time a blessing for the most part, even among the challenges. Well, thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Dina and Carrie just a little bit, and I hope that they will join me again soon at some point. To learn more about them or their work, you can visit www.dinadyer.com. That's D-E-N-A-D-Y-E-R. 
and explore their website. And it's definitely worth exploring. So Dina's got some great inspirational books, especially for women. And whether you've been married 10 minutes or 10 years, I hope that what they had to say was helpful for you and gave you some ideas and inspiration for your own marriage and your own relationship. Well, as always, my friends, grace and peace. I hope you have a great week. And until next time, enjoy the journey.